This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program. Here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host and mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing great. Listen to that. Just makes me want to... Oh, there is the crowd for the mortgage mom. <laughs> oh, they love you, man. And we're Aww. very excited to be here every Saturday at 1 o'clock talking to you on WPHT Talk Radio 1210. If you want to ask us a question, give us a call about mortgages with the mortgage mom who are residential or commercial real estate. Give us a call. My number is 267 266 5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we've been here every week for 14 years answering your real estate questions and keeping you informed. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. He's been having some good series, too. Yeah, that program he has, I'm really interested in that. Yep. We also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. We also have our mortgage mom topic today. Which is what? Can you use equity in your house to buy another? I'm doing it again because it's a very, very popular topic right now. It is because there's so much equity across the country. Agreed. And then we also have our questions today, Mark. The first question is, if I buy a duplex as an investment property with a conventional mortgage, and then I sell it, do I have to show my renovation receipts during the appraisal? Good question. It is a good question. And that's yes, because if you've made upgrades to the property, um, the appraiser is definitely going to want to see them and just make sure that you got permits for things that so, needed to be done. So we don't have to answer that question. <laughs> Do I need a permit for my... Yes. Yes, you need a permit. If you want to get the value, yes. Next question is, how much value would adding a half bath to a one bath house add? Go on. Next question is, what are the options for current homeowners who wish to move and sell their home at the same time? There's only one answer for that question. You're going to answer all the questions before we get to But I'm just going to say there's only one answer, and that's just call me. All right. The next one is, how do I pay the closing costs as a seller if I don't have the money? If I borrow, won't that jeopardize my chances of buying a home? And Mark, our topic of the day is if you had $86,400, what would you do? I'd be in Florida right now like you. I am not in Florida. But first, give us your motivational quote. 
And a motivational quote is, never give up, for that is just the place in time that the tide will turn. 100%. A lot of people quit on the one-yard line. Exactly. I could see it. I was there, but then (laughs) I got scared and I quit. Don't quit. (laughs) You could have fell into the end zone. (laughs) Speaking of falling into the end zone, we yes. got to give our Eagles, you know, a big high five. Why would they do? <laughs> I'm oh, my joking. God. <laughs> it doesn't matter how they won the game. At the end of the day, you have a W and you have an L. That's and as right. long as the Ws are bigger than the Ls, it doesn't matter how you got there. That's right. A tie's like kissing your sister. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's true. I was in a city championship game when I was playing soccer. And back in the day, and they didn't the, the rules in the city between uh, North the Catholic League and the Public League, the game didn't end in penalty kicks. And we played a couple overtimes. And it started getting dark, and Walt Barr, famous soccer player, coach, was my coach. I was so lucky. I always had great coaches. That's awesome. And the new the, the Inquirer or the Bolton, I think it was back then wanted to interview him after the game about the tie. And they said, what do you think about this tie? And he goes, it was like kissing my sister. It was a great (laughs) quote. (laughs) That's funny. All right. So where are we at? We're up to um, the market report. And there is the bell. So this spring, about 45% of the home sellers said they believe the housing market was heading for a crash. You know, this is the doom and gloomers on Facebook and Twitter and MNBC. They don't like to talk about good news. And the real estate market is fine. It's great shape. Now, have things slowed down a little bit? Yes. Are things going to pick up again? Yes. They already have. They already have. have. And and I hate when they bring up about this housing bubble. We're not even close to anything like that. And fears are mounting as record high home prices make more consumers and real estate professionals nervous that the market <laughs> may be overheated. No, we're not. We're not. We're not in the housing bubble, and it's not going to happen. We had, you know, they should do something about this damn inflation and stop spending money. So the slowing economy has an impact. Because most of the leading economists agree the market isn't in any bubble territory. While home prices have been have never been higher, the market is considerably different than way back in 2008. That's like light years ago. So, Agreed. you know, arm yourself with some talking points. Keep positive. If people feel good, people spend money. When people are nervous, that's when they sit on the fence. And instead of a housing surplus like there was in 2008, we're facing a severe inventory shortage which is not going away quickly. Home buildings, home builders put more than 2 million housing units a year in the pipeline in the years leading up to 2008. We haven't hit that number. Man, me and you've been talking for it about that for so long. I know. <laughs> They're around five, 600,000 a year. That's how far be- we're 5 million houses behind. Yeah. And and then, you know, a couple of years ago, Uncle Joe here had a uh, Two by fours costing fourteen bucks. Now they're back down to like where they should be. A normal like price, three right? bucks or something, and all that had impact. But the the prices are still appreciating in certain areas. Now California's got a problem because that governor's just out of his mind. <laughs> but like in our market, we're still appreciating. Prices are not dropping that much. 
Are there some adjustments? Yeah. But it's going to be by neighborhood in Philly. Now, you know, they had a 5% price correction in places like Phoenix, but they had 50% gains in the last two years. So you got to take everything with a grain of salt, as my mom would say. And then, <laughs> and the her other saying was, you know, it's a great time to buy. So we either do it or get off the pot. <laughs> yeah, there was a little more wording onto that. But, but you know what, Mark, you know what's really helped the market in, in the Philadelphia area is um, Joanna with Somerset Village, those 168 units. I mean, they're they're being completed and they're selling. We're doing a major broker's open on January January 17th from 12 to 2. And people yeah. got to come out and see these because they are stunning. And they're great. And they're not the only one. There's, they're I not. I just read of another one breaking, uh, I forget what street it was on, but another like 200 units. Yep. So, I mean, the, the construction industry is booming along and- we're getting a little more inventory than the one I just listed, what, a few weeks ago? That sold. Everything's done. We're going to closing already. I mean, yeah. that's the market. If, But, you know, if you have a plan and you're a buyer, call Deanne, have a plan. Like, it's still a great time to buy. The rates are down around 6, and that's historically a great rate. Yeah, for sure. And prices, you're going to date the rate and marry the house. Because you're going to be able to refi down three or four, no doubt about it. So, Look, and we're still going to keep prices are still going to keep going up at five, six yeah. percent. I think. I agree, and you know what? People people have the misconception that the rent is cheaper than a mortgage, and and it's not true. People need to divorce the rent. If you were married and it was all one sided, right? Wouldn't you have an issue with it? Yeah. Plus, I talk to these students in my classes. And they're paying like two grand a month in rent. Yeah. You're talking two grand a month, three hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah, it's you got to give advice, not price. That forty eight percent in Philly, just I guarantee you, it's going to be forty nine or fifty percent next year because they just yeah, don't. They don't get, get it. it. Yeah, tell us right. about the rates. All right, talk about getting it. Thirty year fixed conventional is at six percent. Your fifteen year is at five point four five percent. Your 5-1 arm is at 5.25%. Your 30-year FHA is going between 5875 and 6%. And your VA usually matches right up with that, with that FHA loan. I mean, again, I mean, I don't know how many times we say it. That we, I want to stand out on the mountaintop and just let everyone know that it is an, it's a great time to buy. You should buy a plane, one of them planes with the banner and fly all around. Yeah, the city. I that's my goal for this year. Because I'm get you my know what? pilot's license. Two years ago, thirty-eight percent of Philly rented. And now we're at forty-eight percent. Yeah. And I'm telling you, next year it's gonna be even higher. All yep. Right. All right, that was a very good interest uh, right there. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD All Positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. All 
right. Welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD positive all the time. So where are we at, Dan? So, Mark, we are up to our funny story. And this one goes out to the Bucks County Board of Realtors (laughs) and the Pennsylvania Association of Realtors. Oh, no. That are always asking me for transcripts about ethics, but won't put my real estate school on their website. So this one goes is dedicated to them. Oh, so a realtor is out shopping. This is all about ethics. A, real, a realtor is out shopping with his grandson. So he says, Jimmy, says the grandpa, as they stood in line at the local grocery store. What did you learn in school today? He goes, to tell you the truth, I'm not exactly sure. My teacher was going on about something called ethics, and I still don't know what she was talking about, Jimmy replied. He goes, ah, ethics, responded the grandfather. Very important indeed. He goes, I'll explain. Let, let's say the cashier gave me back too much change. Ethics would be whether I keep the change for myself or I give it back to grandma. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. That was a good one. So send me some jokes. I'm up to 942. Yeah, if you have a funny story, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267 266 5501. I would have read a joke book, really. <laughs> I got 900. No, it's okay. You shouldn't. <laughs> now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the end, Kat Saris from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic today is can you use the equity to buy another house? Yes, that is our topic. And you actually got it correct. You might be on a roll for 2023. I am. I'm going to get everyone right. Yep. For 52 weeks. It's going to be like a tootsie roll, but anyway. You want to bet on that? No. Oh, yeah. I actually, I do want to bet on that. I will take that bet. Over or under. <laughs> so, Mark, this I did this topic not that, not that long ago, but, you know, people are still calling and they still have questions about it. Um, you know, they, and that's what I think has to do with a little bit of the inventory is a lot of people refinanced. We talked about this last week. A lot of people refinanced into a much lower rate. Some of them took cash out and got a still a lower rate and did some repairs or improvements um, in the house. So now they're a little bit more reluctant to get rid of it. But with that being said, you still need to open up your portfolio, whether it's going to be an investment property, a second home that maybe you even turn into an Airbnb. There's so many different options. Um, but you you know you may be out there thinking, is this a good time to buy a second home or an investment property? And the answer to that is yes. Yes. So not having enough money for a down payment on a new home is often one of the biggest struggles that what we face because it goes either it goes both ways as far as the 401k. People don't want to tap into their 401k because they're buying everything at a much lower amount. Um, or maybe you could tap into the equity of your home. Which we all know that. Which is doing nothing for which, you except sitting sitting there and you're paying the bank and they're making money. Right. But you're not, that money it, is not. You should doing be using it, whether you. it's a cash out refinance to pay off those 28% credit cards or yeah. you may be able to leverage the equity you have built up on your existing home to buy another home. So there's a few options yeah. that you can do by using that equity, but you always want to make sure you consult with your accountant to make sure if there's any tax implications. All right. So let's look at some options that you might have. 
The first one is you can refinance your existing property. So that means that we're paying off the first mortgage and you're taking out a new mortgage and getting cash in hand. And this cash can be used to remodel your home, pay off bills, put your kids through college. It could also be used as a down payment on another property. So a lot of times there's what we call seasoning requirements on your down payment funds when you buy a new home. So you definitely want to check with the lender. We can, you know, we could show you different ways to make that happen. Um, but refinancing your existing property, you may be able to tap into that equity and you could be on the beach in February. Hey, the guy that owned FedEx, he took all of his money, put it on red <laughs> and saved the company. And now FedEx is what it is. Yep. Interest rates on primary residents are usually lower than those on investment properties, but there's not that much of a difference when it comes to a second home. You need as little as 10% down on a second home, and you can do as little as 15% down on an investment property. All right. So if you buy a two by two in my neighborhood, I live in Fox Chase, you're going to get probably 18 probably 1800 to two grand for one apartment. So if you had 4,000 more a month coming in, what kind of shape are you in? Oh, you're in great shape. Right. That's more than most people's salaries. So yeah, I know by using equity in your house. Yep. So what's the downside to that? So when you're using the existing home equity to finance a second home, You know, you have to make sure that you don't fall behind on the loan payments. Again, we don't want to be mortgage poor. We want to make sure that you qualify and that everything works. So your payments could, if you do a home equity line of credit, you're getting into a variable rate. And it means that your payments could skyrocket over the course of time. So you want to decide what's going to be best for you. Are you going to be able to pay this off in a shorter amount of time? Or do we take the cash out? And you have a little bit more of a comfort level. I mean, there's a lot of options here, but all of them are good. <laughs> They're all good. I mean, it's a win-win. It's all about creating equity. Otherwise, um, you get old, you paid off almost this $500,000 house, and then the kids whack up the money, and uh, <laughs> in about six to three months, it's all gone. <laughs> right. Right. And hopefully, they're not putting it on red. But whatever you decide... You just want to make sure that you're working with your accountant or your financial advisor. More importantly, of course, a licensed mortgage professional. You want to be able to take advantage of the pros and cons, see what's going to be best for your family. You know, what are your goals? You know, do we get a home in the Poconos as an investment property and Airbnb it, which is 12 months out of the year? Right. Right. Imagine or even if, if even if it's a two by two, that's paying all your bills every month and, and now you got all extra cash. Right. Right. You know, everything that you got coming in pension wise or social security, that's all just play money. It's plus. It's it's plus money. Are we paying off that car? Are we paying off the credit cards? You know, if you don't ask The answer is no. And you don't know your options. So there's people sitting there with a lot of equity that are thinking this is going to be their retirement, but let that money work for you. Yeah. I mean, that's all. it's a great time to do this too. And there's opportunities. And even with the low inventory, 
there's always opportunities in real estate. I did more flips in 2003, four, and five when we had no inventory then, neither we were in a seller's market ever. Right. But there's always right. opportunities in real estate if you're looking for them. That's but right. If you're not looking for them, you're not going to find them. Correct. All yes. right. Call me with any questions, please. 609 605 7153. Coming up next is what? Coming up next is our question and answer segment. All right, very good. That was a good topic. You should call Deanne, have a plan, buy some real estate, and live like a king. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive all the time. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So we are up to our question and answer segment. And our first question is, if I buy a duplex as an investment property with a conventional mortgage and then sell it, do I have to show my renovation receipts during the appraisal? So I kind of answered this in the beginning. <laughs> I got yeah, all well, excited I, with I the mean, question. I think you're doing a, yourself a favor by showing this appraiser the the uh, the the investments you yeah, made. Yeah, it's the ARV. As I mean, long they, as they were investments that upgrade value. Correct. You know, you didn't buy some, you didn't do stupid stuff. Right. Like put a, a hot tub on a roof. Right. But I mean, <laughs> you know, if they're renovating. But you upgraded a kitchen and you did stuff that adds value. Right. Yeah. You want to take advantage of that in the appraisal. Right. Agreed. And right. and also, if there's any permits that were needed, you want to make sure um, that they know that the permits were, you know, were in place because a lot of stuff you might not get credit for if the permit, right? If the permits weren't done, and That's then you right. have to go back and get them after the fact, which sometimes can take a while. Can be a real problem. Yeah. And if it's a deck, and it's a township that says no, right? You're taking that deck down. It's exactly right. And then also, there's tax tax ramifications there too. You can write off some of that improvements. Yep. All right. What's the next one? The next one is how much value would adding a half bath to one bath add? So there's already know. one bath. Like, they're going to add another add a half bath. Yep. It used to be like a few grand, but now the way people do bathrooms, geez, you could spend whatever on a half bath. Yeah. It's a half bath, but it has a stand up shower. You know, it's, I don't know. It's right. like that could be according to how big it is. If it's like the one I just sold and there happened to be a toilet outside of the garage oh in the basement, just in case you got home and you had to go, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't make it up the stairs. That's why that was there. Oh, no walls, no nothing. There's a toilet sitting there. That's funny. You know, that had a purpose. That um, was like, hurry up, open the garage door. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably not too much value. Well, it but depends. Like a, As a, a homeowner, not, that could be a big value. <laughs> a big saver on the cleaning bills. Oh, my God. <laughs> but like, uh, I don't know, a half bath in a regular, in like a twin in Philly, probably like five to eight grand, something like that for a small half bath. But it could vary yeah. by neighborhood and everything else. Of course. That's a tough one to answer. You'd have to see the bath. All right. Now, if it, if it was my last one and it was just a toilet sitting there, 
the rescue toilet. You should have painted that baby red. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. What's the next? All right. One? The next question is what are options for a current homeowner who wishes to move and sell their home at the same time? That's easy. I mean, we, we generally do that all the time. You want to make sure is, that the lenders you know are You do it all the time. But when a buyer first starts going out, and this is the, I, we've been going, talking about this for 14 years. You know, they look at this because they don't know nothing about real estate. And most people don't, no matter what kind of job they have. They think they do. And what Uncle Harry told them or somebody sure. else told them. But I'm going to list my house and sell a house. And then on the same day, months from now, we're going to settle in the morning and then go and buy my house. And then they look up at the stars and they look, the universe is going to align <laughs> and all this is going to happen in one day. And it happens every day. Right. But it's like the buyers and the sellers are like, oh my God. Well, they don't think about the money and they, you know, actually they don't realize that they're leaving with the proceeds, right? Yeah. They're leaving and they're showing up at the next settlement with that actual check. And I've it, done many settlements with the U-Haul truck in the parking exactly lot. Exactly right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for sure. Give so, us the keys. Yeah. But I mean, the, there's... There's plenty of options, but the one option is just to make sure that both the buyer and the seller have enough time to get the mortgage done. Everybody stays in communication um, and it gets planned properly. It's it's really not that difficult. No, but it just sounds overwhelming. It does sound. Well, the whole when process to begin with a is buyer in the begin It is. And, and it's, there's such a lack of knowledge with real estate. Yeah. Even with the real estate agents, you know, I'm, I love real estate agents, but I'm telling you, a lot of them, they do this. They're like anybody else. They do the same thing over and over and over and over again. And when little things pop up like that, it causes them like stress. And I don't know. Come you, on. We got to love they, on the realtors. No rant. I love, I love the realtors, but you know, I've been dealing with them and I've hired about 900 of them. <laughs> so it's like, they're not all the same, you know, it's just like Forrest Gump said. It's a box of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, never know what you're getting. All right, question number four. Really? How do I pay the closing costs as a seller if I don't have any money? If I borrow that, won't it jeopardize my chances of buying a home? So this well, is usually it comes. Yeah, go ahead. It, you want to it comes out of the proceeds most of the time. Most of the time, but if there are not enough proceeds to pay for all of that, which your realtor should do ahead of time, so you have an idea of what they're going to be and how much it's going to cost. But if you do have to borrow that, your your chances of buying a new home, it could jeopardize. Right. So it could. It could. But you should know that when you list your house, the agent should do at the listing and signing of the contract an estimated closing costs that should be relatively accurate. Right. There's like if you get the price, right? I had one. I missed. I had my best one ever. I missed by one dollar, one dollar, and I remember it. We were when we were at the settlement table, and what I told my seller, and that was back when there was a lot of inventory on the market, and we had settled like two and a half months later, and I missed it by one dollar, ah. and I and I was like one dollar. <laughs> I stood up and I was like, I took credit for that baby. <laughs> And I was like, who's the man? Who's the uh, man? 
No, you're but one dollar. I was only off by. No, that's amazing. Tom and I, um, my partner, we always every time this closing disclosure goes out, we're always getting the cost estimate because I want to see. All right, how, what was the difference? What was the difference? And usually, you know, we're a little bit over and not under, which is good. So now, right, right, it's a plus side. Yeah. Anyway, well, you should know up front before. Because totally. that's going to be that's going to cause you problems on the next purchase. Right, you might be better off if that is the case of borrowing it from a relative. Um, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But anyway, we can help you with that if you want to give us a call. Um, question number five: Is it common to buy a home with FHA and take over six months to close on a home? No, that is Man, absolutely incorrect. It's very Somebody uncommon. Did something now, wrong in the very beginning. Right. Now, if there's major repairs that need to be done, maybe. Um, but other than that, you can you should be closed in 30 days. This is usually somebody not like you, some mortgage broker or some bank that piecemealed them and didn't give them all the information like you do up front. And now they're starting to collect their credit report and their tax returns and their w-2s and and all that stuff and turns out what they told them they made and everything else and they forgot about they told them that they did an extra twenty thousand in overtime which turned out not to be true right and then they piecemealed the mortgage person right and then you get into those kind of situations mark you know what it sounds like it sounds that's when they have a pre-qualification and not a pre-approval and not a pre-approval like you did. Right. I also think that maybe the loan officer knows that this is not going to close and just hasn't told them yet and just keeps yeah. giving excuse I, I, I've after had this excuse. Happen. Yeah. And they're, cause you know what? They're scared to That's tell right. them no. That's right. That's why I wrote that song. No is all right. Yeah. I had a commercial deal one time on a gas station and this guy, my buyer did not take my advice and use a lender i suggested i remember this he went with yeah and he went with this guy and the bank that bank never did a gas station before and it went to the board and they're like we're not doing a gas station and he didn't have the guts to tell me and i had to pin him down and point my finger at him that and i tell me the truth tell me the truth and he goes they don't want to do the loan i was like you know you just wasted three months of my life yeah so we go into another bank and we close but you got to tell people the truth, you know? Awesome. So, All right. Sorry. Well, coming up next is going to be our topic of the day. If you had $86,400, what would you do? Put it on black. Give it the spin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT or Positive All the Time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. Hey, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 W. HTO positive all the time. So we're at the end. So Mark, we're up to our topic of the day. If you had $86,400, what would you do? It's a good topic. It is a good it's topic. something to think about. 
If you had $86,400, $86,400, what would you do? Something to think about. Imagine if you had won the following prize in a contest, and each morning your bank would deposit $86,400 into your private account for your use. However, this prize has some rules, just as any game has certain rules. The first set of rules would be everything that you didn't spend during each day would be taken away from you every day. You may not simply transfer money into some other accounts. You may only spend it. So each morning upon awakening, the bank opens your account. They stick another 86400 for the day. The second set of rules, the bank can end the game without warning at any time. This sounds like it would be a great TV show. <laughs> and it's over. The game is over and you lose. It can close the account and you will not receive a new one. What would you do personally? Would you buy anything and everything you wanted, right? Not for yourself, but for all the people you love, right? Even for people you don't know because you wouldn't possibly be able to spend it all on yourself, right? So would you try to spend every cent and use it all? Actually, the game is reality. Each of us in our possession have a magical bank. We just can't seem to see it. The magical bank is called time. Each morning we awake, we receive 86,400 seconds as a gift of life every day. We go to sleep at night not with not remaining time. There's no credit to us. We haven't lived up to the day. If we haven't, it's forever lost. Yesterday is forever gone. So each morning the account is refilled. But the bank can dissolve your account at any time without any warning. One second you're here, next second you're not. Oh, God. So what would you do with your 86,400 seconds if you thought about it like this? Because time is really important. Aren't they worth so much more than the same amount in dollars? Because you can always make money. Think about that. And then always think of this. Enjoy every second of your life because time races by so much quicker than you think. So use your 86,000 400 seconds wisely because you never know when the bank's going to, when somebody, when God's going to call the bank and say, that's it. Right. Time is up. And then, you know, you know, you don't want to go to your grave with a bunch of regrets. And that's like some people with a lot of money. They go to back and make everything about money and work 60 hours a week for years and years and years. And then they drop dead. And then, you know, you, you have regrets probably as you're looking down. What's that saying, Mark? They always say, um, you know, the graveyard is filled with lots of ideas and, and new inventions that no one ever tried to do. Yeah, everybody has the same time as Einstein has. Yeah. You know, it's just according to how you use it. So Very I think good. that's an interesting thing to think about. It is, and it's a but, good time to think and, about And it. then, too, the other thing is, you know, we got a lot of stress in life, and all kinds of things happen to you. And you get it, and you go through hills and valleys, and everybody does. And crises happen, good things happen, bad things happen. But in the end, it, it really doesn't matter that much because you might as well take advantage of what you got when you're here. And because there's no sense in feeling bad about any of it. It's either going to no, happen I, or it's not going to happen. That's why we have a song we sing in our band called "Got to Take a Chance to Be Free." And one line is almost, you know, everybody's worried about how they live their life so carefully and worrying about the old, the little things. And in, in reality, 
they're all little things. So when it comes to something big in your life, you know, we worry about all the little bills and this and that. But in, in reality, it's all little things. Exactly. So very philosophical. It was. it was. Listen to that was, song. It was you can go to deep. SoundCloud, Kicks, K-I-X-X Philly, SoundCloud, and listen to Gotta Take a Chance to Be Free. And that's what that song's about. Awesome. The bright side. The bright side of life. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Coming up next is our segment with Asking Dr. A. And the question of the day is, should I hire? Or should I not? Or should I not? That's a good question. I'm hiring. So you used to tell me what you think. Well, let me just tell you the biggest mistake that people make when they hire. They hire somebody because they like them. All right? Because they're like them. And they like them and they connect with them and they hire them. And it is the biggest mistake in the world because you might love them then, but believe me, four to six months from now, you're not going to like them much at all. And you're going to be really angry at yourself because the chances are if you hire somebody just because they're like you, they're not going to work out. For it doesn't them. work out ever. Because yeah. in, in most situations, in most organizations, uh, you need somebody who's different from you. You're already there, you know? Unless unless you're hiring somebody because they need to do the same job that you're doing, then it they don't you you want to hire somebody who's different than you. Right? You want to leverage what yourself on on the eighty percent that you need to get done. Of course, that's the way I look. Well, at what it. happens is you, you look at you look at what your job is. You make a list of all the job tasks if you're looking for somebody to to, to help you. Okay. And then what happens is you put a check marks next to those things that you love to do and the things that you feel that you have to do in the job for it to be right. done right. Right. Everything else should be delegated to somebody else. First pick is look to see if you have somebody there that you can delegate it to before hire somebody else. You might have somebody who's not being you utilized a hundred percent of the time or, or they have more space uh, and more time and just delegate it to them. But if you don't have that person available, then you need to look at all those tasks and then you put a job description together and or an announcement together that attracts people who will do those types of things. Well, let me ask you this, Dr. A. What what about in like, let's just say in my in my um, profession, the people that we hire on straight commission. Right. So there's a lot of people in my business that are getting out just because they didn't plan properly for what's going on or for whatever reason, they might have their own reasons. But now I have somebody that wants to come on board that's motivated, knows they can do really well. And, and they, but they want to start off with a little bit of a draw because they want to get their business up and going. And that's not such a bad thing. So, you know, I should definitely disc them to make sure that the personalities are going to work. But again, you're investing in right. somebody. I'm investing in their future. I'm investing in my future. Yeah, and if you don't disc them, then you could you well, could you, you could make a real serious at- mistake. And ever since I've known Dr. A for the last 13, 14 years, I've seen it's almost like human nature. The first three months is a honeymoon. The second three months there's right. improvements or cracks in the armor. And the six to nine months right. it either takes off or blows up in your face. All because yep. you didn't use the right tools. I remember right. you, Dan. You don't- Dan screwed up a couple of years ago with that guy. I love him; he's so great. And I and I said, "What's this guy going to be doing? Oh, he's going to be doing admin work." And I meet the guy. He basically runs across the room to meet me. He goes, "Hey, you doing?" I was like, "Oh man, God, this is not an admin guy." He was like Mister Personator, 
And then six months later, we're well, at the studio and she's tapping her nails. I'm going to kill him. I'm like, kill who? <laughs> I will tell you, he runs a very successful business. Well, right now. yeah, because that's that's it. But it's not that's who he was. That's a, he that is a mistake. You. Right. I think we need to continue this because I think we're just about out of time. So if you want to contact us or if you want a free assessment, because we're giving away free disc and motive assessments, all you have to do is contact us at succeed at ableson.net. And it's A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net. Yeah, let's talk about this next week. Very There's good. A lot. Thank you, Dr. A. If you have any questions, you can email them to 8029 at comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Katsaris at comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. A special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in every Saturday at 1 o'clock and our sponsors. We just added a few new sponsors, and we still have a couple of room if you want to be part of our show. We can tell you how it works. It's not that expensive. And we hope you tune in every week. We keep you informed. We are the only real estate show in town here every Saturday at 1 o'clock on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive. All the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of their past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre recorded.